Life can always use more Cedar Point. And right now you can get even more Cedar Point for less with the Fun Day Bundle. Each bundle saves you 50% on admission, parking, and dining for one low price. That means more fun for the whole family. And even more excitement with coasters like Steel Vengeance and Millennium Force. But you better hurry because this bundle won't last. Save now at cedarpoint.com. This episode of Turntables, Hip Hop, Culture, and Beyond is presented by Spaces Philly. Check out spacesphilly.com for an assortment of podcasts like The Mark and Dark Show, Both Sides, Nergasm Talk, No Gimmicks Needed, and the upcoming series, Well Fed. Spaces Philly, curating the culture. Now let's start the show. Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Here we go, yo. Here we go, yo. So what, so what, so what's the scenario? Welcome to another episode of Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond. I am Nina, your resident female hip hop head. And I have my co-host here, Joe Franklin, a.k.a. Left Brain. Hey. <laughs> okay. Less, less enthusiastic this week, I see. No, I'm consumed with this contest at the Super I need Disney. you to stop, All okay, right. with All this. Right. All right. It's fun. I, I wish uh, I had 25000 Go ahead. We're going to do it. All right, we won't do this. I, we're not going to do this right now. Okay. Not right now. Right. So... <laughs> Go ahead, so I want to start off the show. Um, we're recording this on a Saturday. I just want to start off the show and say rest in peace to Kim Porter. Right. Um, she was a model. Model. She was in a few videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also had four children, three with Diddy and one with I'll Be Sure, mm-hmm. who Diddy also claims. Right. Um, she was only forty-seven. So, um, just, you know, my condolences out to her family, her kids and everything. That's that's hard. I think her youngest girls are like 10 or 11 or something like that. Yeah. They're real young. Oh, that's such a shame. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that, um, get that out of the way. I didn't want to include that in the B side. No, I'm not like, going to That's not. Did we, I, I didn't find, like, I, didn't, I couldn't find why she died. Was it like... She was sick. I think not like sick, like long term sick. Mm -hmm. I feel like they said she had like a pneumonia or something like that. Oh wow! Um, And she had been having these issues for a minute, and she told a doctor, and she was like, "I'm not feeling no better." And then the next day, they found her. She had went to cardiac arrest. So they haven't really, excuse me, disclosed everything yet. We probably won't find out for at least another few weeks. Oh, did he summon somebody? <clears throat> Probably, because you know, on Instagram. this is why I hate the internet. Because people was like, "Yo, you know, Diddy did it." I'm like, "Y'all, oh have y'all ever seen the way he still looks at this woman?" But he loves her. He loved the shit out of Kim Porter, bro. He loved her. I was like, he loved him some Kim Porter. I don't care what nobody say. Even with the whole J Lo thing, the Cassie thing, I feel like she was it. She was it. But he probably fucked up. Oh, 100% he did. <laughs> he Listen, probably fucked up. I'm all for black men don't cheat, but did he definitely mess that one up? I he gotta be. He bad, messed that bro. one up bad. I mean, let's talk about the fact that there's another little girl that he had with somebody else that's the same age as her twins. So mm. he fucked up. Yeah, he did. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, brother Love. God rest her soul. You stop. God rest her soul. Yeah. I hope her kids and Diddy and all her family and everybody is doing all right because it's really hard to deal with a sudden death like that. Yeah, you, Somebody's so that? young. Yeah. Nothing. You just, I just, 
I don't even know. Hmm. I, w- I wouldn't even know how to deal with that. But we're going to jump into today's show. So we originally were going to do this show last week. So the hip-hop fact, although it's still relevant, was more relevant to the day. So hip-hop fact for today, 25 years ago on November 9th, two classic hip-hop albums dropped. Midnight Marauders by A Tribe Called Quest and Enter the Wu-Tang 36 Chambers by, of course, the Wu-Tang Clan. Of course. 25 years ago. First of all, can you imagine, like, I don't remember the last time two hip-hop albums I really was like, I gotta get both dropped on the same day? Yeah. That was probably, like, a wonderful day. <laughs> Everybody was in the record store just lined up. Yep. Even though it seems like, it might seem like two totally different sides of the spectrum. I'm gonna have to cut my thing off, y'all. I'm sorry. Wrestling's on, if anybody's, if anybody watches it. So, the group is going off. But, um, <clears throat> I mean, like, imagine it. It's, it. It seemed like two different sides of the spectrum, but I listen to Wu-Tang and Drop Quest, Quest, so I know my ass would have been in line. Yeah, no, nah, if you were a hip-hop head, I feel like people was messing with both of them. I just feel, I just feel bad for people that waited in line just for it to be sold out. Bro, I would have been so pissed. I'm like, yo, fuck this. <laughs> you, you, you know they still remember that. They probably out here robbing people. <laughs> Hey, yo, what you got in that bag? Mm-hmm. I'd have been lying like shit. I'd have been oh, like, um, nothing. salt, pepper. <laughs> oh, <art. laughs> But we're going to go into today's Push the Fader. I had a different idea originally for Push the Fader. But I want to wait until I have a couple more people in uh, on the podcast with us to try and do that one. So we're going to just do Simple Song. Do you know your 90s hip-hop? A little bit. Do you know your 90s girl groups? A tad bit. Oh, shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was relatively easy, but All we right. shall see. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm going to hit play on this. And hope this is loud enough. Maybe that should be good. I guess that song is just low. This joint is up, like almost to the, the very top. <clears throat> Excuse me. Damn, because I'm, I'm looking at the recording. That that was really low. Yeah. Is that them vote? I'm not. No. The same. Oh, I don't. I'm lost. I'm completely lost. Okay, so the song is "Table" by Kehlani. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is an actual song that she released. I had to rip this drone off YouTube because I heard it on SoundCloud and I couldn't download it. And I was mm-hmm. like, fuck this. I'm going to YouTube and I'm going <laughs> to figure it out. So I'm going to give you the actual song now. I knew it was that. I couldn't get that. That's, that's what I was looking at. I, I don't know why I thought it was in the. But it was in yeah, the. That's the sample I was talking about, but I thought in Vogue Sunday. You should have said the name of the song. It's Use Your Heart by SWV. That's exactly what I was like. I know what I'm saying, but I'm just going to say who I think sing it, but I know the sample. 
So we're not gonna listen to this whole thing because this is quite a long. It takes quite a bit to get to the usual hard yeah. part. That's every song. It took a whole minute. In the nineties, it did, and, and before that, mm-hmm. like, bruh, the intro to Pop Up was, was a Rolling Stone by The Temptations is a whole nother ass song. Oh, so we, not, it's like, my man, we going three minutes on this. What are we doing? <laughs> but in light of our hip hop fact for the day, mm-hmm. and we're talking about two classic albums that uh-huh. dropped 25 years ago. So today's Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't introduce it. I'm about to just go straight in. Mm. You know, that's my fault, y'all. I'm sorry. I'm slipping. Okay? A little tired. You know, probably need to get some more food. A little bit. But it's all right. (laughs) (laughs) So let's drop the needle and start the cypher. All right. So back to what I was saying before I try to jump in this drone with no intro. Uh, <clears throat> Today we're going to be talking about hip-hop classics. What makes a classic hip-hop album for you? Is it production, lyrics? Is it the, the album overall? Um, is it the way it's laid out? Uh, we're going to talk about that first. Then we're going to get into what are some of our favorite classic albums. And if you have any unpopular opinion classic albums. Like... Ones that you think are classic, nobody else fucks with, or ones that people think are classics that you'd be like, no, I'm just not here for it. Mm-hmm. First, we're going to talk about what makes it classic, though. For me, um, I think it's all of those things, but I got to go order first. Order, uh, concept. Mm-hmm. I don't like when an album just has a bunch of good songs, but it's just like, it's no real concept They just to it. slap together? Yeah. Uh, so it's concept. We can say lyrics, yeah, but quotables. Production okay. is huge because that's what keeps your interest. Mm-hmm. I think, like, let's take Kendrick's uh, Damn album. Yes. I feel like the production, or even all of Kendrick's albums, I feel like Good Kid, Mad City had by far the best production. But it wasn't, like, I'm talking about not production as, like, bangers. I'm talking about that keeps you interested. You mean theme. Yeah. Because to, to Pimper Butterfly, it's a tough listen. To classic? me, to Pimper Butterfly, if he would, if he should have won a Pulitzer Prize for anything, mm-hmm. it should have been to Pimper Butterfly. Oh, one hundred percent. I'm just saying. That's what I, I don't have a problem with Damn. Yeah. I like Damn overall. It's a tough listen, huh? But nice. to Pimper Butterfly, to me, in a range of music in the subject matter, I feel like this would have been perfect. Now it's not in the the year of Pulitzer Prize. The way it works, it has to be submitted in a certain year for it to be the pro- auto jazz. Oh, okay. But I thought that was a stellar piece of art. Do you think? Do you think they gave it to him for damn because they couldn't give it to him for No, I think they gave it to him for damn because damn still spoke to oh. like they they put out like a you know a real jazzed up statement about it. Like it speaks to the modern African American experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I thought I thought that was the that's the feather in his cap to me. I loved Good Kid, Mad City. I would consider Good Kid Good Kid, Mad City something that twenty years from now will be a classic. Twenty mm-hmm. years from now will be a Midnight Marauders, a uh, Thirty Six Chambers. Certainly. I but I personally, from my broader taste of music, enjoy To Butterfly. Butterfly. This is best art to me. It was. It had everything. It had a little bit of everything. It had funk. It had jazz. It had Classic hip hop, it was, it was wonderful. 
But that's like, to me, and I agree with you on all of that, but that's truly an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. And you got to truly have a, a certain appreciation for music if you say that's your best, right? Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Because to the casual fan, mm-hmm. by far, Kid Mad City, Good Kid Mad City is going to keep you interested the most. Yes, because, you know, I, I saw <laughs> anybody and everybody singing. Because that was how I first heard it. Mm-hmm. Heard of it, Swimming Pools. Yeah. And because my cousin was saying, I was like, who is that? And he was like, oh, Kendrick Lamar. And I was like, I heard a boy because I had listened to his mixtapes in passing. Uh-huh. And I had not yet listened to Good Kid Mad City. So I was like, all right, this don't sound like something I would really be like, this is this mm-hmm. is a joint. But I listened to the whole album overall. And I was like, okay. <laughs> okay, you got me. But as far as um, I think to Pimp a Butterfly show true growth yeah and that's what i because i'm gonna get into that a little later i'm gonna introduce kind of a new segment where i want to talk about anderson peck's album oxnard because i know we both listen to it i wanted to do this for a while but i wanted to do it with an album i know we both listen to yeah before and i've only got to listen to it one time so i haven't uh-huh. had a chance to actually digest it but we gonna speak on that later because <coughs> i think this album, that album for him shows evolution also. But we'll talk about it later. But it's like, honestly, for me, what makes a classic, there has to be a story that you were saying. If it's whether it's the overall story of the album or you are just a good storyteller. And not all albums have that. But some of the ones that I think are on top of my head, that's what comes to mind. Um, of course, like you said, production, because production is what's keeping hip hop, the genre alive now. It's not lyrics. No. So production obviously is it. Yeah. Um, and of course, for me, lyricism. Yeah. If you, if your lyrics are garbage and your delivery is garbage, I don't want to hear nothing. Mm-hmm. I can go listen to instrumental albums <laughs> if I just want to listen to production. Mm-hmm. I can go listen to Pete Rock all day if mm-hmm. I just want to listen to get somebody give me some dope production. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to call your hip-hop, your album a hip-hop classic, I need lyrics. I need production. I need it to be set up right. Because we may have albums that are you can listen to top to bottom, but every song is not equal. Right, of course, of course. So, I'm not, I'm not gonna be like, okay, I expect every joint here to be a banger. You need something to even it out. So you have like your first track is like, this is dope to open this album. Second was dope. The third one, I remet a lot a little bit. Fourth, fifth, cool. Six, seven, <laughs> you know, this is mm-hmm. all right. I'll listen to it, but I'm, I'm not gonna skip it. But yeah. it's not like I'm gonna constantly replay it. Mm-hmm. Then you got your hits and things sprinkled in there. Right. You gotta know how to properly lay. That's why it's good to have. A good producer and some somebody who can be like, all right, well, I don't think this flows here. I don't think this works here. I don't think this. Somebody who can tell you who's not going to just yes man you and be like, yeah, it sounds great. Like, cause I've heard albums where I think this was back in what 2015, 2016, where I heard quite a few albums that suffered from. What I call the, um, I gotta figure out which year it was. I think it was the 2016 syndrome, where the top, like the first half of the album was dope. Mm-hmm. By the time you got to the second half, he was just like, bro, I need to take a nap. Cause this <laughs> is bullshit. And this is not just hip hop. That was, yeah. a, I listened to a bunch of albums like that. And I was oh, just wow. like, 
who put this together? <laughs> like, why would you put all these? And some of them weren't even just sleepy songs. They just weren't that great. Mm. Why would you put all the stuff that was not A1 in one section? Mm. That was dumb. Yeah. I don't know. I That's just me personally. I know it, it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think, I think a classic... It's not nothing's perfect, but I feel like you should be able to stand behind this now, ten years from now, twenty years from now, and be like, "This was the best piece of work I could put out at that time, and it told this story. I'd put it out for this reason. I delivered my lyrics this way because of this." It's like you can stand behind it and be like, "This was a dope body of work." Yeah. And, and classics are hard to do, so I don't. I, that's why it's hard for me to throw that word out. So, because when I think of a classic, I think I don't just think I don't use that word like just loosely. I think it's something mm-hmm. like, "Yo, I'm gonna listen to this, and I'm gonna learn something new every time." Mm-hmm. I was just talking about that the other day. I went back to listen to, uh, and I don't even consider this album a classic. I just think it's good. We all know I'm a J fan. Mm-hmm. Blueprint 3 It's not a classic It's just a good album But when mm-hmm. I went back I was like It felt like Digging in the crates For old knowledge <laughs> like, yeah. you, You're like Oh man This old album Then you pop it in Wait a minute I ain't catch that bar Wait what did he say And what? that's 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 something else I want to talk about The the fact that People throw that Around so loosely oh They God, throw yes. the word Classic around so loosely mm-hmm. It's just like This is an instant classic And I'm like how many times have you listened to this? Right. Have you had time to sit, go back and digest this? It's like the stuff that's happening or that they talk about on Midnight Marauders and 36 Chambers was relevant then, it's relevant now, and it still sounds dope. Yeah. A year from now, can you listen to this and be like, it's it's still masterful? Mm-hmm. Like I was watching um, Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. They got season two out there. Check it out. Um, they were talking about Illmatic. Right. Which, and the odd thing about it was they had everybody going to talk about Illmatic except Nas. Weird. And, you know, Q-Tip did production on that album. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I consider that album overall a masterpiece. And I don't use that word often. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you're right. Because it was just the way... Because Illmatic is one that everybody always pulls out when they say classic. And... Uh, you sound like you about to say no. No, what it is <laughs> is everybody pulls out classic, but I feel like eighty percent of the people don't understand why. I think I do think a lot of people just jump on the bandwagon and be like, "It's a classic" because everybody else's is a classic. And I'm like, "When's the last time you really sat down and listened That's to what I'm I don't come on because I've listened to. I go back all the time when mm-hmm. I am in a certain mood. I'm like, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna listen to Illmatic. I'm gonna listen to. I listen to Midnight Marauders every almost every day. Not the whole <laughs> album, but songs here and there. Yeah. Between Low and Theory and Midnight Marauders, I get at least four Tribe Called Quest songs a day. So <laughs> I'm not even gonna say them, but mm-hmm. I go back and I listen to Illmatic. I listen to Three Feet High and Rising. Um, Stakes is high. I don't consider it necessarily a classic, but I think it was a good. They like so. I might go back and listen to that album sometimes. Mm-hmm. Ready to Die, um, Black Album. Ready to Die to me was in freaking <laughs> I didn't know where you was about to go. I didn't know if you was going to say you liked it as or... As, see, I think it's di- it's a different type of classic than Nas's. But, like, mm-hmm. for me, I listened to Ready to Die and was like, this is perfect. Like, 
you can't do better. It's it's nothing big could have did to me better because mm-hmm. you got to consider his age at that time. Yeah. So it's like because a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, it's like yo, he was like twenty one, twenty two. If even that, he couldn't have did. This is ninety three. Like you can't do no better than this right here. I'm like people don't. I I feel like because him and Tupac seem like such old, like just looming figures people don't really think about the fact that they were in their mid-20s when they died yeah yeah and that's like wow. that's that's crazy yeah you and you see to give you a comparison some rappers in their mid-20s right now are the migoses and i know i said it wrong mm-hmm. i always I say you. it wrong i get you but it's like that's what we got right now that's offered that's giving us albums and these are kids in their early to mid-20s. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but you had people like Mob Deep. And that's another one. 19. Me, 19. Mob Deep, Biggie. And I'm like, these kids are coming from the same place. No. They're not coming from the same era. They're not coming from the same living conditions. Everybody's different. Everybody has their own, their own thing. But it's just like, y'all had so much to say and... To, and to the way you say it, the mm-hmm. way you deliver it was yeah. crazy considering how young and how small your worldview really should be at the age of 19, 20, 21. Mm-hmm. A lot of people ain't seen shit by the time they're 21. Yeah. Not okay. Yeah. I mean, I know some folks who have lived a hard life by that age, but <laughs> more the majority, majority of people I knew ain't really seen anything. The best rappers is those that typically grew up at like 13. <laughs> exactly. They was like, I had to be the man of the house because my daddy died when I was uh, eight or something crazy. I'm like, oh, I'm, okay. Um, I, I really feel like Big was still selling packs while he was recording. It probably was. Like 100% still selling packs. There's no, I'm just listening to that album. Like, this, this is incredible. I just listened. Somebody, somebody told a story. Who was it? Was it Mr. C? I feel like it was Mr. C, maybe. Because... The person, uh, and I'm, I'm mad because I'm going to forget his name. person who gave Mr. C Biggie's tape were, like, he was he was friends with him. And they were telling the story in Hip Hop Evolution that he, he was like, look, Big, you got to do, like, you got to be all in or not. Mm-hmm. And he was like, all right, I'm going to leave this drug shit alone. I'm going to go do rap. Like, the next day, they drug house got raided. And he was like, all right, I'm going to leave it alone for a yeah. So I was like, maybe not. All right, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he yeah. wasn't. But that's wild. I mean, because think about it. You on the corner, you doing, you doing adult shit. Yeah. Real you shit. know? And it's crazy because it, I was listening to music and it's like, forget about the corner. My man was traveling down VA. That's taking wild. it on the road. So it's like, to me, like, I get it. You know, even if he wasn't, the fact that he was able to come out with that grit and sound like he still was, mm-hmm. had me in this joint like, yo, please, everybody buy this album to get this nigga out the street. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's so many classics. Let me stop drinking this. <laughs> so many classics out there. And I don't want to get stuck on just Biggie. But it was, it's just like, so many of them came from out, came from the 90s. Yeah. And I go through it. I'm like, I know there was stuff in the... And that's the fucked up part. That was the drug dealing era. We in the drug doing era. Yeah. But that's why it's tough to find great lyricism because everything is 
the wave, which is just vibes. It's not about lyricism, yeah. it's about vibes. But what I will do, as far as Amigos go, I'm gonna give this guy credit. I'm gonna give Takeoff credit. And I know, I know this is not gonna be popular opinion, but I was listening to the album and I think the, I think he's good. I think he's actually pretty good. I'm not saying top tier, no. I'm not gonna lie and say that I listen to Amigos stuff, but I do know several people mm-hmm. that do always say no, take off is the best one trust me he is all Apparently. i know is i seen that dude in carpool karaoke mm-hmm. and he knew all the words to whitney and he knew sweet caroline so he knows something that's what i'm saying the kid, he be out here the kid, <laughs> <laughs> the kid is actually good and, and, and here's the thing i like i try not to think of the golden era when i think hip-hop and the reason why is because i think this is another thing we don't consider mm-hmm. the rappers now the generation before them was not lyrical, because if you not even no. I don't want to say Jerry, I don't even want to say generation. I would say ten years before them, right? The so era, the, the 20, era between the nineties and the two thousand tens. Exactly, two thousand two. So the early aughts. No, exactly. There was no lyricism. So if they come, to I'm not gonna age, say none, but it was no, lacking. It was lacking from where it was right in the nineties. I think. All right, think about the lyrical figures in the early two thousands. Everybody that was real lyrical was in their thirties by that time. This is true because I'm sitting here looking like looking for classic albums so I can just get a a scope. All of them are dated in, in the, the 90s. 90s or the early 2000s from people who were already out in the 90s. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly my point. So you take Amigos, guys, literally like 25, 24, and 23, right? Mm. So you take it from them. If they coming of age in 2005, 2004, naturally, they got the way from whoever was in that era. So for mm-hmm. take off to even be remotely lyrical to me is like... Obviously, you did some homework. And it's the thing. That's what. That's all I've been saying this whole time. And I'm like, not. I don't want to knock the young guys. What y'all listen to? What y'all listen to? Because it's not for me. Right. However, I just want y'all to understand where it all came from. Because then you can pull from so many I mean, other places, I so many that. other things, and other experiences, other sounds. Mm-hmm. Because think about it, the stuff that they were sampling. Mm-hmm. From the 90s and early 2000s was stuff from the 60s, 70s, 80s. This stuff was 20 and 30 years old because right. you decide to go out and search and be like, this is a good breakbeat right here. Let us rap over this. Yeah. Like, let's do that. And we didn't, and it wasn't always necessarily related to hip hop. You had samples coming from all genres of music. That's what it is. Men, and that's why I need, like, I feel like. For any genre of music, not just hip hop, you should explore other things so you understand. I don't mean take people shit, but <laughs> no, it's been uh, <laughs> I mean build off of it. Look, yeah. listen to it, and be like, you know what? To keep it alive. This is dope. I could work with this. I just, I don't know. I no, feel I like right. I think you're right because it preserves the culture. It does, and it like that's the thing. I don't think this era in general, like. Like now and nowadays, it's about preserving culture. Period. Not no, just not just our cult, all culture. Mm-hmm. It's just I, I don't know if it's not top priority like it mm-hmm. was before. No, like how it's like you got to pass down things from the elders mm-hmm. and money's the priority. Yeah, mm, yeah. So it's like you know they be always I always see jokes about young girls can't cook and blah blah blah. And I'm like, probably. Probably not. Mm-hmm. No shade to the ones who can, because I know I learned to cook, but I learned to cook from my grandparents, from my parents. Like, what if your mom is still out here with you in the streets? Mm-hmm. 
Who's teaching you these things? You know what, though? I'm going to be honest. I just need to get this out. All they want to do is twerk and eat Cheetos. <laughs> eat hot Cheetos. I'm sorry. I'm, <sighs> I'm just saying. Because why are you this way? Because, yo. Like, <laughs> this you is what I'm saying. You on my fucking <laughs> All they want to do is twerk and eat hot <laughs> Cheetos. They got to pick up All they want to do is twerk and eat hot Cheetos. I'm saying they got to pick up some more hobbies. I'm saying you ain't got to no. get a top 10 cook, but you got to pick up some more hobbies. So the video he was watching before we, when he was all distracted, mm-hmm. he was watching the damn, I don't know if you've seen it. I'm going to tell you But what the I'm City doing. Girls Twerk Challenge, apparently they going to get... the Wait, wait. It's it's like they give them 25 grand or something. For the best twerker. And then they get flued out. Did you see that? They get flued they out get all flued the time. That album fought. is fire. It's so ratchet and fire. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know what it was until I see Kevin on stage was like, this girl said flued out. This said like the Fashion Nova concept. <laughs> <laughs> I said, Damn. <laughs> and I, pre- oh I appreciate them. I'm going to tell you why I appreciate the city girls. I appreciate them because they're organic. It's, a, it's so much room for growth for them. Mm-hmm. Like, to be, to be where they are, I see something. I don't know exactly what it is yet. One of them was the girl on the Kiki song, right? Mm-mm. Wait, wait, maybe. It might have been. I'm not sure. The it might have been. Keys to the safe. That yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do the voice. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. First of all, every young woman has a ratchet side. So for them to just let it all out, I love the fact that they're so organic. And then not only that, first of all, this twerk contest, I'm going to get this out. Strippers should be excluded. Strippers should not count. Because I'm looking at some of these but strippers. This, right? How are they supposed to compete with but that? But that's the thing. I saw the, I only say that because I saw the video of the girl literally twerking on top of a car, rolling through somebody's housing like complex. What are you doing? No, 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 no. That, I don't. I don't cool. need to. I don't need to see no more. This we probably be talking about hip hop classics right now. No, you right. But she was on a handstand kick, both feet to the side. I don't have time. I, I said, don't. yo. I looked at that. I said, come on, man. She cheating. I start the inbox p and be like, yo, you can't. No, nah, that's not fair. I'm moving. All right, move on. on. I'm just saying. <laughs> Stripper <Jerome>. stop. <laughs> now cheating. We already started talking about it, but give me some of your favorite um, hip hop classics. Uh, hip hop classics. I'm going to go with naturally. I'm going to go with uh, Elmatic. I'm going to go with yeah, obviously. Uh, Reasonable Doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Album. The okay. first Blueprint. I go. I thoroughly enjoyed the Black Album. I wish he would have just stopped after the Black Album. <laughs> no, and this <laughs> is no shade. No shade because I'm not saying nothing he came out with after that was was good. Yeah. It was just like I wish you yeah. had it. Like that was perfect. Exit. That was it, bro. Yeah. That was it. That was like. When you zip up the jacket all the way to the top mm-hmm. and it really make it to the top, that was it. <laughs> that was, but and then you here know you who go. Had on that? Who? See, we're gonna do a show about producers because after I watched that Teddy Riley interview, mm-hmm. I know you watched the one in the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a show about producers, but I didn't have time to really put together a whole show around it. But. I really saw somebody try to play the shit out of Mike Wonder, and I wanted to go through the computer and punch him in their mouth. Because I was like, y'all not going to play my mans like this. Like, he ain't been out here slaying the streets mm-hmm. and giving all your favorite, fa- your favorites, favorites yeah. production. I don't, yeah. listen, listen, I don't have time, all right? See me when you have shit to talk about Rhapsody, when you got shit to talk about Little Brother, mm-hmm. when you got shit to, you got shit to talk about oh. uh, most stuff, when you got shit to, listen. Shout out North Carolina. Don't. Come, don't come for ninth unless he sends for you, and and this is it's not like he's my favorite producer, but y'all not fitting to not get this man his flowers. Yeah. Like I'm irked. I'm just yeah, we gonna shout. Don't out. do that. Yeah, we definitely got shout out North Carolina for these artists. And, exactly. And J. Cole. 
Yeah, it's yeah. like them five. They mm-hmm. just or four. Well, it's a <laughs> small babies. town. It's a fa- they're all from Fayetteville, right? No, they're not all from the same place. Mm. But it's like I don't know many other folks from down there. It's hard besides Knife and you Rhapsody and J Cole. And it might be some more coming. Maybe. Listen, they got five. How many Philly got? That's what I'm saying. So we was really sitting here having like an off the air conversation, and I was just like, "Cause Brian asked me, what like are some rappers from here?" And I was just like, "No, I mean right now, listen, it's it's, it's a few kids. This kid, no, no, it's this Instagram kid. He don't have any albums. He just do like Instagram rap, and he's a good free. We got a lot of good freestyle. Yeah, but that's the thing. That's always been Philly's Philly's thing. That's I feel like that's been Philly's downfall. Philly." It's good for music. battle rappers mm-hmm. and freestyle, freestyle rapping. It's all about that's, bars here. That's here. Like yeah. That, yeah, we care about yeah, lyrics. We care about bars, and, but we don't care about songs. But you don't care stuff. about hooks and, and all that. Yeah, no, that's and that's why Meek, I think Meek Mill is a special case mm-hmm. because he hooked up with people who do make songs. Oh, so and, and even even Ooh, in his younger me. years, like when I was listening to his mixtapes, I'm not saying that they were. The, I think some of them were. Fire. I think he understood song, song structure, mm-hmm. but he did need to brush up some. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, you're right. I think he's a special case in, in, in that because we all about bars and the songs That's just it. don't be right. The That's songs it. Ain't right. I'm pulling out some randoms. Well, not randoms. I'm pulling out some ones that I don't hear people say all the time because you know you always hit, you always say the the illmatics, the ready to dies, the. Yeah. Black on Both Sides by Most Def, I think is a classic. Mm-hmm. On the same side of the coin, the Black Star album, I also think is a classic. Okay. In their own rights, I appreciate them. Yeah. I can listen to them both top to bottom. Yeah. Depending on my mood that day. Um, I gotta give props to the latest chick in the game, Lauren Hill. Because <laughs> the Miseducation was a classic album. Mm, of course, of course. I gotta give her her flowers. Because it's like, as much as she been wilding and it drives me nuts, that album is still... Yeah. It's still a classic. Beautiful. Yeah. I still love that album. It makes me sad. Don't do it live no more, but... She's going to do it. She's going to do it forever and ever and ever. She owe the IRS too much not to do it. Bro, stop. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to really... I'm gonna give you. Try to step outside the box a little bit. Unpopular opinion, my mm-hmm. dark twisted fantasy. Oh god, that's a real unpopular opinion, bro. I don't I listen. It's just it's anything just, that's the 808s and heartbreak. I'm looking at you side eyes. Uh, hey, listen, I love the album, my dark twisted fantasy. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Thought it was it, but I thought it was it because I know I feel like that wasn't Kanye. I feel like that was Pusha T and Saha the Prince. Didn't check it out. I'm not sure, but that's exactly who sounds like wrote most of that album. <laughs> By the way, I love Pusha T on um, Anderson Pack. Oh, Anderson Pack's album. album. Oh my God, my I Keeper. enjoyed it. My brother's keeper is so fire, along with Sweet Chick. I agree. So much what he was saying. He was like, my brother uh, just turned down half a mil mm-hmm. to be part Pretty of the, one yep. of the greatest duos. And I love him. I was like, you know what? I respect it because that's not my man's lane no more. Right. You could very easily be like, that's a lot of money. Screw this being born again. I'm going to get my paper. But you stay true to yourself and your values now. I appreciate that. That's what makes them so real, though. I appreciate it. I've never been big on Pusha T by himself. Mm -hmm. I do think he is dope. Um, But he's never really made, like, his albums have never really pulled me in. 
and made me be like, I really want to buy this. Or I really want to listen to this again and again and again. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. And I'm not saying he's bad or he is anything no, no, wrong with it. It's just... But this past album, oh, I loved it. Daytona? Love Daytona. I'm so loving it. That's what I'm talking about. I feel like this year has been... I've been hit with so much hip-hop that I've been wanting for the past five years. And now I'm just like, all right, everybody stop making albums for a year and a half so I can digest all of this. <laughs> Before somebody drops something else, and now I feel like... You know how you go to work Monday and there's a lot of stuff to do? And you feel like you're like, overwhelmed? I That's just, how I, I feel about hip-hop. Nothing. I, I can't do nothing. Exactly I, I will agree that... The albums that have come out in this past like year and a half have been kind of a redemption, because Except thinking Drake. about what happened. Except Drake, but go ahead. Drake's <laughs> album, sorry, I'm sorry. Listen, I ain't going front. I got me a nice little bump. So nice for what? <laughs> ah, okay, but that's but one song out of twenty five. I. Uh, I listen to the rest. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. I tried to give it a chance, and I was just like, "But I'm gonna just keep listening to Nice for what?" You can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't. What happened to mixtape Drake? I'm sorry. It's, it's, listen, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna go there. First, I'm gonna tell you right here. First of all, if he would have just left it at the A side, I would have been like, "Okay, I can take this." I feel like. Or, people, oh no, no! If he left it at the B side, I can take it. I feel like that seems to be, be a thing now. It's yeah. like instead of me throwing out the tracks that aren't good. I'm going to just give you everything and be like, but I really put work into this. I'd rather you throw out the tracks and then be like, I'll pick out the ones that are all right and give it to you limit in a limited release type of thing. Like Untitled Unmastered with Kendrick. Mm-hmm. All of those songs sound like they could have been on To Pimp a Butterfly. But he was like, this is not here for, I'm not here for this. We're going to. He did 80 though. That's, that's, the cra- that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. You right. But that's what I'm saying. That's the crazy part. For somebody that this is how you know somebody cares about the art. They'll mm-hmm. do eighty tracks, mm-hmm. pick the ones that pick fit. What goes? And then, because I, I don't think Untitled Unmastered was necessarily planned. I think they let it go because it was like this is good work. We can let this go. Yeah, but I don't think that was necessarily planned. But for somebody to do eighty tracks and release maybe twenty something out of eighty, that's quality. Yeah, you went through like you really was like this is this yeah. is it this is it this is it okay this is it. Mm-hmm. Alright, maybe we can lead us to the side for a maybe pile. Like I I yeah. feel like that's but that's what you gotta do. You cause it's it's you know you feel like what you doing is quality all the time. Right. And I know they always say quality over quantity, but sometimes you gotta give me a, a large quantity and then go back through and be like, This is where I'm trying to go right here. All of this here. Yeah. And a lot of artists do that. Right. I mean, some of some artists give us forty five track albums like Chris Brown. But, but so, I gotta be real. A lot of folks said that they actually liked that one. That was fire. Chris Brown, I, I don't know Chris Brown to make bad music. That album was fire. And I didn't get through it all in a week. It took me a little uh, while. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like that's something you can. You gotta take a moment. No, I had to listen to random tracks on it. I didn't even go through it like like straight, straight up down. and down. It's just I was just picking random tracks and was like, Yeah, this is actually fire. He meant to do this. But I feel like Drake put out everything he laid down. And it was just like, ah, yeah, should have been more choosy. But he is out of that Young Money contract, and like I was telling everybody, as soon as he get out of that contract, he gonna make a classic. He gonna make a classic. I'm, I'm really predicting this. I think Drake has been making subpar albums because he's been unhappy for a while. I think now he's out of that contract. <laughs> now that he's out of that contract, I'm, he finna drop a whole classic and have me looking at him like I looked at I J Cole at the Born Center. But the thing, I can't. 
dispute that because I know even if he's not a top tier lyricist that the talent to a degree is there mm-hmm. when I listen to songs like Think Good Thoughts off his comeback season mixtape I'm like I know you have the ability yeah. to give me something that's at least worth listening to yeah. I mean but this is it's another thing like he has his core audience he knows what sells and what gets him listens and spins and mm-hmm. he knows the formula right but I think he's had a classic but here's the thing do you want to drop a classic on cash money when you probably won't own it yeah, no. so that's what I'm saying that's why I said I think he's been holding out I think he was Drake like no some, I'm not paying for Tony and Birdman's wedding that's, Y'all get- that's <laughs> you are absolutely right and I don't even think it's necessarily all about the sales I, I think know, it's about just, like when you drop your masterpiece, you want to own it 100%. For real. If you I want to own cash, my masters. Right. If you do it on cash money, you ain't owning that. Especially your, your masterpiece. Man, you, mm-hmm. you'd be lucky if you sell it back to you. <laughs> That's what happened with the Carter 5. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Carter 5 was horrible. I'm sorry. I just feel like I feel like it sat so long and Wayne probably got so tired of waiting. He ain't go back and really do nothing with it. Mm-mm. A lot of that music sound outdated, to be honest. He probably did it a long time ago. Because um, right. it's like, people work on albums for years and years and shit. But if you're going through a whole dispute, and you like, fuck it, I'm not working on this no more. And then you eventually just like, I'm going to just put it out anyway. Mm. I could very well see that may be what happened. Right, okay, yeah. Yeah, I can even put it out now. But I'm going to roll it back to our classics. I'm going to put out here, mm-hmm. Food and Liquor 1. Okay. Uh, Lupe Fiasco. I can see it. I... Love that album. I, I played the shit out that album when I, I was in college, so bro. I still listen to tracks from it, yes, but <laughs> I had the actual physical CD when I was in college, and you know, cause we old. <laughs> Why you look at me like that? Don't look at me like saying, we not a year apart in age and shit. I did not say we wasn't old. I'm just saying, damn, the CD player. Huh? I had a physical CD. I stack of see i took a the playstation one with me to college my wait dude. cds was still the thing in 07 08 if you ain't had no money yeah Ooh, fuck out here i ain't no mp3 player I, you know what lies i had one of them little mp you know those ones that look like a usb yeah, where you just saw the, the mp3 yeah. thing i ain't even had that then, i had the fake ipod the yeah, f- or the fake ipod eventually i got um the, the little ipod <laughs> yeah, the that's like the one job. I didn't get that until I left college, though. Listen, mine's was so cheap. I couldn't even see what song I was skipping to. Damn, I just, you just you just had clip to, you, yeah. Yes, you just had to hope. Yeah, you was like, like uh, all right, I hope this is a good one. Yeah, hope. I mean, this. I used to walk to school with a sweetie player, so this is. This oh, is I'm, the I'm, lies, a Walkman. <laughs> I had a Walkman for a while in middle school, the and walk- I think I was the last with Diane Reed, but I had a Walkman, oh, and I played the God. shit out that Aaliyah one in a million tape. I'm a Jesus. <laughs> but I did back, back. have a CD player in high school mm-hmm. and with that not that trash ass anti skip. Oh but we <laughs> to that. But anyway, Fool Liquor One. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was a wonderful debut album. I know he had mixtapes before that, but a wonderful debut album. Mm-hmm. I listened to the genre, talked about him, was just like I love Lupe, and I I really did for a long time, and then Lasers came. And then I <laughs> He broke her heart. He did. He came and he stepped on that motherfucker. <laughs> but I will say that Food and Liquor was A1 for me. Mm. I liked it. Um, I'm not going to say it's a classic because I'm going through a list. I'm going through like a list here to see if I'm missing anything. 
Um, I did like College Dropout by Kanye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, of course. I'm not sure. I don't think it's on that classic. Uh, I don't think it's on a classic scale for me. Like, I feel like it's a great album, but I have to go back and listen to it again. You know what? Because I had it. I had the actual physical copy of College Dropout as well. So, if I went out and bought CDs, mm-hmm. I liked them enough. Right. They passed my test. My three song plus test. If it was three or more songs on there, I'd buy the album. I still do that, but I like them digitally now. I gotta say, I'm, only reason why I'm gonna say is a classic. Only I don't know if it's the music or what I identify with it. And let me explain what I mean by that. Like, uh-huh. you know, when that album dropped, I had to be in ninth or tenth grade. It was so much fun and sure stuff was. going on around that time. So maybe that's why I feel like it's a classic. That album came out in 2004. Yo. Oh, I was in tenth grade, so it was My so much fun. God. It was so much fun going on. So maybe that's why I think it's a classic. 2004. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I I vividly remember doing dances and shit to the workout plan. We hey. Thanks to Kanye's workout plan. Uh, <laughs> Yo. I'm pretty sure he hates that song. Um, oh, man, I, I got a list. On this list. Now, we can argue about this. I feel like this might be an unpopular opinion for some Speaker Box and Love Below was on this list that I'm looking at. I I can't consider it a classic. Cause of Big Boy. I'm sorry. I just I, y'all know I use a cap for Big Boy. I just um, Speaker Box to me did not do it for me like Love Below did. It didn't, it didn't, but... I'm not saying it was... Really like woo, 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 woo. I did and the thing. for that reason... I didn't, but it's a thing. And I, but I know, and I know some folks consider... Some folks consider Three Sex Side not to be as much hip-hop. And then they... But they still weren't, like, really crazy about Big Boy Side either. So I was just like... I'm I'm in the middle on this one because... Bigger Box wasn't a bad album... I just or bad side, but I I don't have a problem with it. I just I I don't think I liked it as much as Love Below, and it don't it has nothing to do with the fact you know I love Three Mm Stacks. It's not that I actually listened to them both, and I was just like, you know what I you know what I think I I stole somebody's Love Below too. I think (laughs) so. It's somebody somewhere with one. It was one of my exes. I'm pretty sure it's somebody with one album. He probably like I don't know what happened to this, and I was like, let me borrow your love below. I never give it back. Mm, you keep and then we box, then we broke up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, again with that album, that album came out what year? Two thousand five. Two thousand three. Two thousand three. I still even with that album, I identify with it. Having flashbacks. So much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. So I can't separate the flashbacks from the music. That's why I'm flashbacks, looking at it like, bro. <laughs> I mean, man, there was a lot of fun going on around that time. It wasn't and necessarily was all fun simple. for me. But okay, see, see, that's why. See, that's the difference. I think you are better right now with separating the music from life. For me, life and music was so cohesive, and my life was. So and that's simple. how it was for me too. But I had a lot going on in the mid two thousands uh, for somebody like, who was a teenager. Yeah, there was a lot time. of shit going on, bro. That's why I wasn't. That was a time my mom was sick. I my my ex was I, I had two crazy exes. My ex was nuts. I just it was a lot going my on. Ex was, no. <laughs> Don't you start. What? Don't you start. I'm just saying. Listen, 
You better stop. We got a lot of mutual friends. Somebody go hit the show. <laughs> Somebody go hit the show and be like, who? <laughs> who are you talking about? <laughs> Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think. Yo, Jit Richard Die Train is on this list. Oh, my God. No. Popular. Another unpopular opinion. I do not consider that a classic. I don't either. I enjoyed Jit Richard. I had to give it to Die Train album. Even though. My dad went out and bought the clean version. I was just like, this is some bigoty bullshit. And I thought, when I got to college, I got the regular version. Because I was just like, I will listen to this again. Because uh, that was, what, 2003? I was like, I'm going to have to go listen to this and download it on LimeWire with the unedited version. Because you drawn. Let's not let's, let's get past that. The fact that Outkast had the nerve to drop the same year as 50. They had some balls. They won the... Uh, the music the album of the year Grammy. Fuck, they was like fuck Fifty Cent. <laughs> no, but I'm saying for this, the drop is because when Fifty came through, everybody stopped. For he me. was he was hot shit. That's okay. what I'm saying. Like I didn't even like him as an artist, but I gotta admit, it was not a soul in my high school that was not listening to him. I didn't Yo, I'm like not gonna album. lie. Even you know, <laughs> he was even. He's, and that's crazy because he don't like nothing. He so for he listening to it, that's cra- it's he crazy. It's crazy. like a damn thing. And I was I was working with a, a guy that's, that was a seasonal at my job. I was working with him. He's telling me, "Get Richard Die Trying was a classic. It was a classic." I'm like, "Bro, put the album in and tell me you can't even get to me personally. It's not even double. It's like 21 songs on it. A lot of songs. A lot of songs. And if not 10 of them are fire, you cannot tell me it's a classic. It's got to be at least half the album that's fire. I'm it not wasn't going even to half." That. I'm not going to dispute it because I listened to the hell, I listened to that album mm-hmm. so much. I ran that motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> and my mama will always be quick to you used to think 50 Cent was so cute. Like, I must have been the fuck blind, bro. Well, what it was, you was young. You was I was young and I was young was and like in my feelings. And this is the time diesel. when I had like, I had like posters of the rock and shit on my Not wall. Not only bro. that, this the nigga was decent. Let's keep it real. He's big as shit. I, I thought I had a, muscles. I've never been a muscular type. Listen, I thought I had muscles, and then he <laughs> obviously. I <You laughs> thought you had muscles. I thought I had some. Then I said, "That album cover was like, man, dang." All man, right, man. here's one. I'm, I'm curious to get your opinion on. All eyes on me by Tupac. I got it. Yeah. No, I'm not a Tupac fan, though. Really? I'm not a Pac fan. I'm shocked. I'm not a Pac fan. I'm going to tell you what I do, what I love about Pac. I think Pac was the most important figure for hip-hop. I will agree. I think he was the most important figure for hip-hop. However, on a lyrical level, we... Here's the thing. Just can't get a little... Especially because of Big. I'm just... I feel like that's the I problem. People, con- that's the thing. People constantly, and I don't even think it's choosing sides necessarily at this point. I think people constantly compare them, and they were in two different lanes. Way too different, right? Right. And it's like apples. Two things and, can be true. It's like apples and oranges mm-hmm. at this point, because I've heard it before. Where people compare artists now. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's your chord. You left here like a month ago. And I was just, just trying to plug it up. Um, but. They just, I'm like, they not, they weren't the same. Right. They were the face of the East Coast, West Coast, but they were in two different areas. You're right. You know, it was like, Big, I love Big. I think he was a dope lyricist. I I love his albums. But Big had his area. This Mm -hmm. is it. Tupac was multifaceted. And I feel like that's where... You couldn't keep everybody, kind of thing. You can't keep you, you keep your head you keep your head up crowd is not going to be your America's most wanted crowd for the most part. Or your 
What happened? <laughs> no, I'm good, I'm good. So it's not gonna be or you I mean, me personally, I was a Pac fan. So mm-hmm. I listened to everything. But yeah, I get around crowd and yeah, yeah, I ain't mad at your crowd. That's not gonna be the same. No. It's it was it was a lot. He was he was doing. This is a person who had a, they put out a poetry book. You right. Listen. So it wasn't like I don't. I give him. I think I give him more credit because Tupac to me was poetic. Okay, I can agree with that. Biggie to me was lyrical. Wordsmith, right? I and it's two to me. It's two different things. It's two totally different things. Two totally different things. I agree. And I, like I said, I think he is and always be the and always will be the most important figure for hip hop. I so feel like as else. far as putting putting, I don't want to put the most important, but I will say he was definitely an important figure in hip hop mm-hmm. because it was like this man, just like anybody else, is not just one person. There right. are lots of things that make up this one man. Mm-hmm. And although those the sides don't always agree, <laughs> you it was humanizing. It mm-hmm. was like I believe in this. It was a world but, tradition, like everybody else. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I believe in this. But I also like pouring champagne on bitches. Like I just yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah. But I mean but, but but the reason why I said, you know, most important because from a Tupac, you get a Kendrick Lamar. Yes. And that's, a and long that's why to go down. And that's why I'm like he was. He, you, you're right. Dead. I agree. He was important. With Tupac, you get a Nas down to a J Cole, which is a, a, a constant offspring of Tupac. That's why I said. That's why I I, I said. You know, but, no, I mean I I agree with you. And Big, but Big was just to me. That's you know why I think Big to me was the best. Maybe the range of topic wasn't always was nowhere near as Tupac as far as a. Uh, you know, social social issues, but mm-hmm. the charm, the wittiness, yeah, wordsmith, for real, love that dude. They, if I say <laughs> like they have their, ever, they, <laughs> they have their own, they right, their yeah. own set yeah. of ways and reasons why people love them, right, and reasons why they're both dope, but it wasn't nowhere near the same. Mm-mm, nah, nah, two different sides of the spectrum. But people, of course, always gotta put them together, right. Because of who they are, and the fact that they both died young. Yes, because it was just like they both died young. They died within like back a, back. a yeah. year of each other, and not even a whole year. Yeah. And it was just like they become they became the face yeah. of it, pretty much. But a lot of people, because people, I hear people all the time. Y'all don't like saying that about Big because he died, and I'm like, but no. his albums, yeah, I mean, were dope. It'd be different. It'd be different if his albums was trash and nobody was buying them yeah. before he died. No, okay? people was buying them before. People he. was buying his album before he died. Because I heard somebody trying to say the same thing about Aaliyah. I will say, everybody's like, well, if Aaliyah had lived, Sierra wouldn't be around, and blah blah. No, she probably on. still would have. This yeah. is the music industry. You yeah. think they're gonna be like, well? There's a live. We got what we need. Like no, no, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I will, cause it's like I still listen to one in a million mm-hmm. over and over and over again before she died. Hold on, let me ask you this: Was Aaliyah that great a dancer that Sierra wouldn't be around? No, I think they just she. Um, because people love I, Sierra for I don't dancing, think it's. I don't think it's necessarily the dancing. I feel like it was the whole aesthetic. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like. Aaliyah wasn't like 
I don't think she was as up there as a, of a dancer as a Sierra is. However, the music style, the look, look yeah. the crop tops with the, the jeans and the, the hair over the face and the, you know, perfectly like glowing skin and mm. the innocence and the, it was the same. She has the same aesthetic. But let's talk about this. And I want to go back to that big thing because people say, oh, Big wasn't this before he died. Hip hop in general was still growing at that time. It was. It was still. So, it wasn't in its infancy anymore no, because it wasn't we had been infancy, around right. for twenty years. But it was still. It's an. It's an art form. Yeah. Art form supposed to evolve. Right. So I put it to you like this: niggas wasn't getting their money at that time. So to it me, surely wasn't. That's right. what I'm saying. So to me, it's in the infancy. Anytime you advance somebody sixty thousand dollars, ain't nobody getting any money. Ain't this a thing? I would so hope, even in the 90s, I'm like, y'all, y'all didn't hear the stories from y'all grandparents and parents about how people was getting ripped off in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. Like, but again, same issue was what's happening now. You got these young guys who've never had ex- like exposure to money. Mm-hmm. And they just see dollar signs and right. they just sign the stuff and let it go. Mm-hmm. Don't have proper access to lawyers or anything. Right. And then you got a lawyer that works for the record company reviewing your contract. Don't That's you. not how that works. Right. Okay, That's a conflict of interest. They're going to do because they're on the record label's retainer. They're yeah. going to tell you to sign that shit. Yeah. So, I don't know. I wish there was some advocacy for the young rappers of the 90s and today. To be like, look, because I think today the kids are a little wiser. A lot. Takashi's getting his money. <laughs> they, like these kids are wiser now than they were when they were when it was early two thousands, late nineties, early nineties. Like they they have a little more hand in their creativity mm-hmm. and in how they get their money. And because you can get your own money now without a label. That's why it se- it seems like they wiser, but I don't think it's that. I think. I think it's. I think it might be that as well, but I think it's mainly because I don't need your record label, but I don't need you. There's so many ways I can get control the way I get my money. But that's part of being wiser, though. Yeah. Like yeah. Chance the Rapper could have signed with many a label. Yeah. But if you're smart enough, you mm-hmm. stay independent and you own all your shit, and right. you can have your own money. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, to make, and this is why I agree with you that making good music is so important because only your masters don't mean nothing if no one cares about it a year from now. This is true. And that's what I always say and be like, y'all, you, y'all always be so worried about, um, you know, people shitting on all the rappers now, the mumble rappers or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for real, for real, five, ten years from now, y'all gonna be listening to them? No. And it's like, and it's like that's not that's not important. But it's like to me, it is important because we're trying to. To me, I, I think we're trying to preserve the culture. Like I understand embracing it new. I'm all for it, but you still got to preserve the culture. And the way they're doing it, they're giving it away for dollars. I don't like that. Preserve the culture, but also, what are we gonna have that's oldies, bro? We can't listen to Earth, Wind, and Fire forever. All right, yes, we can. I'm about to say, but yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> figuratively oldies usually it's like all right i listen to stuff now because i wanted to have a discussion about this too what's a what's old school versus a throwback because mm-hmm. i heard somebody call something old school and it was like chicken and beer or something like that oh. and i was just like what are you talking about and then i'm like damn that's like 2000 something that was, was almost 20 years ago i was in 10th grade so i'm How like album? stand up <laughs> no but that's the thing. I mean, it's I like, like you, you, 
You throw back. Some game. <laughs> I wanted to say. You oldies. Like, are we going to have oldies? No. Are we going to have oldies in what is it in twenty forty eight that came from twenty eighteen? I don't think so. No, Not no, many. No. And if they do, it's going to be because it's a whole different breed of people. Surely will. Back in my day, it was Takashi Six Nine. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Back in my day, it was Takashi Six Nine. Back in my day, the Migos is ruled. <laughs> Offset had a song with Ric Flair. Who's Ric Flair, Granddad? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that song was so fire to me. Bruh, I, I that love song. that song. He hates that song with a passion, and he especially Flair hated. Drip. He was so upset because we made him watch it because Ric Flair got married and he walked out to the Ric Flair. <laughs> he was so pissed. He was like, "Why would y'all make me watch this?" <laughs> he was so mad. <sighs> All right, I love this song. I guess we can move on. I know we missed some. And there's no knock to anybody. Listen, chalk it up to my mind, not my heart, y'all. You know how the old heads always say. Mm. It's my mind, not my heart, mm. you know. But I I do want to say I know there's some that we didn't cover at all. Like, I didn't get there's a chance a to get into Mob Deep. Mm. You know, I love Mob Deep. I didn't get a chance to get into any day like Soul for real. I didn't get a chance mm. to get into a lot of West Coast. NWA, straight out of conference, we got to talk about that. That's... Throw that on it. Throw that on it. The end. Um, give, I, Eric being Rakim. Like, I, I didn't get a chance oh, to really God. get into it, but we already had an hour. And my favorite from the 80s. You got to say it, because you knew it was going to come up. Cool G. Yep, yeah, my favorite. <laughs> That's my guy. I'm still listening I'm to I'm not him. even mad because my dad is in the Cool G Rap. Yo, pause. If somebody could tell me where the fuck to find Road to the Riches, I can't find this song. It's not on no platforms. Really? It's not on no, no. uh, Honestly, it's, it's not on, no, exactly. It's not on, if I could find it on, um, on YouTube, I'm gonna just rip it off YouTube because y'all drew, all right? Yeah, Come on now, Cool G Rap. <laughs> get it together. All right? Talk to whoever you got to talk to and get your shit put on Amazon. Right. Just, like yo, I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. But um, <laughs> Stop, let it go. I, don't, I don't know. It's just I don't. I don't even know. Like I didn't even get. A, I didn't get a chance to get into like the Wu Tang's individual albums. Like ugh, we don't have all night because we we already an hour in at this know, point. Stressing me out. The fact that Road to the Riches is not on here. I'm, I'm telling right. you, like it's not. It's just not. It's really definitely stressing me out right now. It's weird. I can't, I can't do this. Oh, we have to throw the Chronic in there because we didn't talk about the Chronic or uh. Oh my God. Doggy style. Yes. Dope. My God, what is the mad? I think I, I gotta eat again, y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really no, I do. Food was after, I told you today, food was an afterthought to me. I see the way you scarf that food down. But um, <laughs> we gonna move on to the B side because I don't want this to be a long show. Mm-hmm. We don't have much to talk about in the B side today. A couple funny things, but <laughs> not much. Oh, yeah. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about is giving props to my girl. Missy Misdemeanor Elliot because she is dope, always has been dope, always will be dope, and she is the first female rapper nominated for the uh, Songwriters Hall of Fame, which is crazy. There's only two other rappers, and one of them I don't even really consider a rapper for real, mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame, and I believe that's Jay Z and Jermaine Dupri. Yeah, G- uh, give it to her. Yeah. All right, we won't give her flowers while she's still alive. Give it to her. Hey, that's it. Like I don't. I don't know what else to say. I like Missy. Because it's like, Missy's dope. Missy's dope by herself. Missy's dope when she does stuff for other people. Missy's dope when she features. She's just, she's wonderful. She's dope when she wakes up in the morning. Pretty much. She's just, I love her. 
But right. I don't really have much else to say on that one. That was that's kind no, of it. That was it. <laughs> now I'm gonna talk about this because I want to say the the funny thing for the last or next to last. So apparently Ti, Cardi B, and Chance the Rapper are doing the first hip hop competition show, and it's going to be on. Netflix or first hip hop competition show on Netflix. We've had hip hop competition shows before. Mm-hmm. If y'all don't remember, um, Homegirl, my neck, my back chick was on one of them shows so on VH1. R E S P E, respect me. <laughs> <laughs> Please look up that clip. That shit was hilarious. Oh and then they God. sitting there looking like, ain't that one of her songs? Bitch, <laughs> don't forget you had an album out. Like, <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry. But, uh, what do you think about this? Um, I like it. Uh, I'm really. I'm gonna tell you what I'm really here for. I'm really fair for Cardi critiquing people. I'm here for it. I'm not even because going to lie. I feel like that sounds hilarious. That's what I'm here for. I feel like she is going to show the utmost love and compassion for the ratchet and for those that are artsy. She's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe this isn't the competition for you, boo. <laughs> you know, she ain't on shit. I'm waiting for some ochre. Oh, those. listen, listen. I love Queen Cardi. I think I'm waiting is. for her to be like, I'm shit, I'm shit. And one city girls, I'm <laughs> just listen, waiting for what? I'm, I'm saying this right now. One city girls blow. I think every ratchet artist that blow up from now on, all hell Queen Cardi, because she started all that. Here's the thing. I can't say she started it. In no. this era, mm-hmm. she has certainly put it up on a pedestal. Raunchy or Ratchet? R- ratchet, for sure, she has certainly put it up on a pedestal. That's what I'm but saying. But I feel like Raunchy comes from a special place of ratchetry. So Okay, well, here's the thing. Because I think Lil' Kim was super raunchy. I think... This is true, but she is still... She to me, she still had though. that... She still had her classy edge to right, her. Right, that's she what I'm to. saying. I'm I talking about full-on... Organic, ratchet, straight out the strip club. No I, big. Listen. I give you that. That's what I'm saying. Anybody that comes out ratchet now, all hell Queen Cardi, she started this whole thing. And granted, this is what I will say. I think Cardi should pay homage to those that come before her. Because I'm pretty sure she got something from Kim. But the thing, nobody's, she hasn't gone the, the route of like how many people say Nicki Minaj has. Right. And not, because see, it's the thing. It's not like she hasn't done it. I feel like Nikki at first was like, all right, you know, she got her her style or like her, her vibes from Kim. But mm-hmm. as she got bigger, it it's, it got out of control. Well, it was a different. I, this is what I would say. I would say Nikki did it. Lil Kim did it at a time where hip hop wasn't growing grown enough yet, mm-hmm. and Nikki did it at the perfect time where lyricism wasn't as important. Mm-hmm. It was all about the wave, the look. And bringing something new to the table. That's what I. That's just my personal opinion. I could be off about it, but I just think Lil Kim did it in the wrong era. I can't say wrong era. People still loved her. Well, we loved she her. She was still but dope. The crossover wasn't. It didn't execute. It didn't go as well as Nicki's did. Mm. So I mean, it's and then to me, the music was better. I think Lil Kim music was better. It's just that whatever for whatever reason, the crossover didn't happen as well. I'm trying to find me another ridiculous story because I want the last couple stories to be like... (laughs) And we completely forgot about the show itself. I think it's a cool idea and I think that I appreciate the variety of the judges. That's what it is. You have T.I., you have Chance, and you have Cardi, who are all respectively in their own lanes. Mm -hmm. 
and can bring their own things to the table. You know, T.I. and Chance have the business acumen. I feel like Cardi has the ability to bring the the factor of remaining authentic mm-hmm. to the table. Because mm-hmm. that's a lot of... Because you're just talking about selling the culture for dollars. I think a lot of people now, they're not authentic. Right. They're just... They're doing... They're, they're, they're the product of a machine. Yeah. yeah. So... And that's why people like her so much. I think that's what's sorely needed in hip-hop today is authenticity. So I can appreciate that for sure. And, of course, she makes music that's popular. So and who's like, not going to want to take some tips from her at least? And just to play devil's advocate, I think the only problem is her authenticity. I think what if you had a problem with it, it's because it's quote-unquote not classy. But in a culture where we lack authenticity, to me, it's just a breath of fresh air. So it's like, all right, she ratchet, but she authentic. So maybe that'll give somebody else room to be themselves. Maybe you ain't ratchet. Maybe you a nerd. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, remain authentic. It don't mean... Authenticity don't mean you uh, remain... You just be ratchet. Right, it means you are who you are. It means be who you are. Black people, popular to contrary belief, are... Not a monolith, okay? Huh? Black people can like whatever the fuck they want to like. I, listen, I do this podcast. I have a thorough love for hip-hop. Mm-hmm. However, if My Chemical Romance comes on in the car, or Nirvana comes on in the car, mm-hmm. I'm going to sing that shit. I because I want to. And I'm going to listen to some real, like, wild, crazy screaming shit. Because I want to. Black people can do whatever they want. <laughs> like your husband got about eight different magazines, <laughs> a Red Ranger helmet, fifteen action figures and bobbleheads. <laughs> if that ain't authenticity, I don't know what is. He got a if whole you, sword. Here's the thing. That's mine. What? That's uh, the Kill Bill sword. <laughs> That's the bride sword from the Hattori oh Hanzo God. from Kill Bill. I'll just be appreciating this room every time I come in because it's like, yo, this is authenticity. Right I just here. want y'all to understand if y'all are into any any part of nerd culture, please check out my husband's channel, The Nerd Coalition, on YouTube. And you'll see it in the setup. Yes. He has a whole pop wall. We have several things up on the wall here. Um, you never see my sword because it's never in the shot. But I have a, if you've ever seen Kill Bill, the replica of her sword. You know, the one she sliced up Lucy Lou's head off with. You know, all that good shit. But still, I say that to say, be who you are. Like who you like. And just be you. It's a lot harder to be somebody else hey. than it hey. is to be yourself. It is. So I think that part is dope. I'm wondering what the setup is going to be. He, cause Ti put out a little video saying that it's one. It's not going to be like what you've seen before. They plan on going like to different hoods and listening to people actually rapping shit. Wow. So it's not just going to be like come in audition. We're going to be sitting in this hall the whole time, supposedly. So if they really want to go into the trenches and look for people who have talent and just mold them, mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. Yeah. So, I mean, and that is different than some of the things we've seen, especially for hip-hop shows. Because I always felt like that's not really conducive to, like, this, the way the setup of, like, American Idol, that's not really for the culture. It's not, like, something that you you don't want to come and just stand in front of people. Of course, if you become famous, you're going to have to just go stand in front of people and rap. Yeah. But... You don't. You may not necessarily feel it like that. All right. Artist so, development. What happened? You think we lack a lot of artist development? I'm um, I don't think we do now because people know the record executives know what works now. Okay. So they just build people like that. Mm. 
back in the day, for sure. Or because back in the day, it was about... Hip-hop had a certain formula back then, too. Yeah. But it was a lot easier to remain who you were from the streets based on the hip-hop formula of the 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. The 2010 hip-hop rap formula is just that. Yeah. It's not necessarily based in hip-hop culture no more. Right, it's based on right, right. what sells. It's based in how can you identify with everybody, not just the kids in the hood kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there are some people who are authentic, who they, where they're from, they do what they do. And, you know, i just seen J. Cole pulling bags to the airport. Yeah. <laughs> so my man, is, he is who he is. He going to keep living his life. But you also had people who were strictly here because the record label said, you're going to make us money. Yeah. But speaking of J. Cole, J. Cole is one of the rappers where I always wonder, like, yo, what the hell is J. Cole up to right now? He feels like it just seems to me like he does anything. If that makes sense to you. What happened? I said J. Cole seems like the type of rapper to me that just does anything. Like, <laughs> what you mean? You can catch J. Cole at the corner and just listen to the niggas rap for no reason. I feel like we have video of that happening. So <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm saying. Not like, he, to me, he just seems like he does anything. Like, <laughs> I, and I'm not mad at that. If he, because I feel like because he stays as low key as he does, mm-hmm. people don't bother him like that. <laughs> because you can't be a, I'm sorry, like you can't be a Beyonce and a Jay Z and go listen to somebody rap on the corner. Right. You're going to get mobbed yeah. because you are just superstars. Yeah. You're people who you are at this point. You're not yourself anymore. You're an entity. That's okay, so I mean. What if you see J. Cole at Comic-Con? Like, <laughs> if I saw J. Cole at Comic-Con, I'd lose my mind. But, <laughs> but like, that wouldn't I wouldn't me. run up on... It really wouldn't. If that's what, he, what he's into, I wouldn't run up on him, though. I might welcome him and be like, bro, I'm a huge fan. Because I... Now, I'll tell you different. But I don't like walking with the people when they out. Because I'm like, they're real people. They don't want to be bothered all the time. Yeah. Sometimes, I am shy to an extent. So, depending on who it is, I'm not going to say shit. Yeah. However, I still, even if I do have the gumption to go say something, I still feel weird about it. Uh, the you. only time this ever worked for me is when I met Killer Mike. Please. Dope. Please. Sorry. So, right next to my building is WHYY. Mm-hmm. And I guess him and LP were going in there for something. Don't know what it was. But, and of course, I'm not watching TV. I'm at work. But I walked up from behind. I was like, that dude looked like Killer Mike. So I walk up and I turn around and I was like, yo, are you Killer Mike? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, yeah. Uh. I was like, oh my God, bro, I'm a huge fan. And he came over and he hugged me. He was like, I appreciate that. He's uh. like, did you know we had a show tonight? I was like, y'all got a show tonight? <laughs> he was like, yeah. I, I was like, I didn't even know. He said, give your name to my manager. I will get you some tickets. And mm. he surely did. I went to Will Call and there was tickets to me in my name. I was, fu- listen, to this day, I don't care what he do. He mm. say some weird, crazy shit about the NRA. I'm be like, damn, that's fucked up. But I still love Killer Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, I it's that. only worked for me one time. Hey. But it's where it counted. There you go. And I enjoyed the fuck out that show but, too. But, but you know what? That, uh, that actually, that proves a point. That uh that an artist said Tory Lanez actually right Tory Lanez said who did he meet um that was nice to him I forgot who he met but he said that's why he signs every autograph because that's that's the last impression that's the last impression you have even this if is true. the person isn't a big fan yeah 
He was like, the fact that, like, because you know some artists that don't sign autographs. He was yeah, like, they be like, fuck y'all. Yeah, like, he's like, yo, <laughs> you never know who you sign the autograph for. You exactly. could be signing the autograph for the next biggest person, and then they'll get right on the art. Yeah, I went up to so-and-so, and they didn't sign my autograph, so I'm going to use Oh, I've seen that happen plenty after. of times. Who was who got famous and was just like, I, I met such and such when I was a kid, and they was mean to me, and blah, blah, mm. blah. And that's, like... I bought every Run of Jewels album since. Mm. I didn't have a Run of Jewels album before that. <laughs> but I damn sure, like, not a lie. I'm, I lie. I had one. But I didn't have any of the rest of them. But I follow everything they do now. And, of course, I was following Killer Mike before he was with Run of Jewels when he was out there with Outkast and shit. Mm-hmm. That's why I knew who he was. Because mm-hmm. at first, I didn't even notice LP. I was just like, that's Killer Mike. Fuck what y'all talking about. And nobody knew who I was talking about when I went to the job, of course. Strange way to get put on Killer Mike. And figure out he was with uh, Outkast, um, popping tags on Blueprint Two. Really? That was a strange way of, of finding out who Killer Mike was, but that's what I found. That's how I found out. I was like, I back when they had the whole world. Remember that song? I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was the one yeah. that was on the Idlewild yeah. soundtrack. Okay. Yeah. The whole world, the um, I be on that Krypton, like yeah. straight up on that Krypton. I put after that, I was just like, bro, he's dope. Who is, who is mm. this? And I and I went to investigate. But I'm like, damn, bro, that was that was crazy, and I I enjoy the shit that they do with as running jewels. It's a different, it's a, a different lane, yeah. but I like it. Yeah. Um, but I also like rock music and hip hop, so I think that's it works. Why, I think that's why I'm, <laughs> I'm afraid to meet anybody. I'm afraid I'm a fan of. But I don't ever get autographed. I'm afraid listen, to I will say this: when me and my best friend went to see Lauren Hill, she was devastated. We've see? heard this story before, so it was, and we didn't even meet her. It was just like being there and seeing what she's become. It's just like, ugh. You I, don't, you don't always, you don't want to meet your heroes. That's what it was. <laughs> I can't imagine. You know what it is? I look at Jill Scott, right? I can't imagine meeting her and she being mean. Oh, she was a nice lady. She's nice. She sang with us in my senior year in high school. She went to Girls High. See, but Oop, that's what I'm girl. saying. Like, and I don't just want to throw her name. All the reason why I throw her name out there because she just looks so pleasant. She was so Could nice. Could you imagine if she was real like me? No, like, that's I would why I'd be, be so very upset. That's what I'm saying. Like That would like scar me. For, I would think everybody's a dick. I'm going to be Jill honest Scott's with dick, you. I would think everybody's a dick. I had a bad impression of Kendra the Family Soul, another Philly-based artist. Somebody I used to work with was like they worked like on their team like when they were younger, mm-hmm. and they would employ kids from around the area because they still live around here. Mm-hmm. Um, and they was like they were so rude, and I was I I I was like damn that's fucked up until I actually got to have uh like close interactions with them mm-hmm. because they used to do a um a show called Kendra Presents where they would do like. Warm Daddies down on the waterfront is closed on Mondays. And they would take Warm Daddies and they would bring different artists there. And they would have, like, sit-down conversations with them and um, have, like, have them perform a few songs. And I went a couple times. And I was like, this is this is dope. And they would come out afterwards. They would sign autographs. They would take pictures, talk to people. And I was like, okay. So that might have just been a bad experience for her. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I was just like... Before that, I was just like, I really don't know if I want to meet them because that would taint how yeah, I feel that's about what them. I'm I, you, you, you like the night, the people you would consider probably would be the night. Like, give me some names who you think just off, like off. I guess the face value would be the nicest people, like the absolute nicest people. You got like you got any names that you think would be the, like to me? It was it was it was like 
I would be off if, I, if J. Cole came off to be a dick. I would be like, wow. I've never heard anybody say that about him, so I'm gonna assume that he's nice. No, I just would think, no, but, just based off the way he carries himself, I would think, like, yo, that's a real cool brother. Yeah. It would shock me if he's a dick. It would shock me if Jill Scott was a dick. I mean, I don't me. know about how she is in her relationships, but she seems she seemed like a wonderful person. When well, we no, relationship wise, I could probably see her being tough because it seemed like she probably been through it. She don't take no shit, bro. I mean, well, how many black women in the industry do take shit? You if can't. you're a black woman with money, do you, you can't take shit. That's what I'm saying. So like, you but can't blame her for that. I will say, from my personal experience with Joe Scott, she was very nice. Joe Scott seemed like if she could be riding in a limo. If she sees somebody on a curb crying, she'd be like, stop the car. <laughs> That's what she seemed like to me. She She's seemed like, so come, warm. Come, like, come come lay in the mammy titties. No, like she seemed super warm. Like, oh my God, Joe Scott, I got baby mom issues. Come, come, just relax. Relax. <laughs> Just shh, shh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Rub the back of the ball head. I just go to sleep. <laughs> I don't know. I I really can't think of nobody who was like it would devastate me if I met him and they was trash. What if Snoop was was trash? I can't believe that shit, bro. He's too many people have had personal interactions with Snoop and been like he is dope. You can't be high all the time and be trash. That's what would. That's what I'm saying. Like it's certain people who were like if they was dicks, I would think everybody. If Snoop was a dick, I don't care who you are, you're a dick. Because it's just certain people where it's like, to me, it's no way. It's no way. I can't imagine, bro. I would be appalled. Yeah, I, 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 would, be, I would be flabbergasted. Forget it. Flabbergasted, <laughs> I would be though? flabbergasted, befuddled. Ugh. Every word that I don't normally use. It's not pandemonium today? <laughs> no, it's not today. It'll probably be pandemonium tomorrow. Now, this is the... Uh, this this is the ridiculous parts of the the B side. These will be very quick because I don't want to keep y'all here for long, much longer. So apparently, your girl Tamar. <laughs> <laughs> decided she was not going to finish the second half because you know she's in a play with Snoop Dogg right now. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Snoop Dogg, it would not finish the second half of her play because her delivery, her food delivery. Could not be delivered. It couldn't be delivered. She was just like, no. Okay, so here's what happened. I'm gonna read it straight from this little Let's thing. Don't Uber eat something and shut the fuck this is the thing. That's that's apparently what happened. Alright. Oh. So they said it was supposed to be a fifteen minute intermission and the audience members waited for over an hour for the second play for the play. And the director came out and said it was technical difficulties and Tamar wouldn't come back due to an emergency. But others said it wasn't an emergency. She refused to return to stage because she arranged for her friend to deliver food, but it didn't arrive during the intermission as she expected. Mm-hmm. Turns out the food couldn't be delivered because she did not secure backstage clearance from her friend beforehand. They claim she screamed, I'm so sick of this shit. You can't do this damn show without her. Talking about herself in mm-hmm. third person. Another actor eventually filled in for her. Fans naturally were upset. Please, it's very important that we pray for her. It's a very vulnerable time, so please just pray for her. She's sorry she couldn't be here, blah, blah, blah. Others claim that the dancers in the show had to learn her lines during the intermission, and another performer, Latoya London, which the name sounds very familiar. I feel like she's a, um, she was a singer for, like, American Idol or something. Maybe I'm wrong. Had to sing Tamar's numbers off the, from off stage. Oh, okay. And that's from Madame Noir for, your, for your, your source credit. I don't know. I don't. Because I'm going to tell you no. right now. If you didn't <laughs> sing, you need to sing through some hunger. 
this is the thing. I, why is she still acting like this? Like, people always talk shit about how they didn't like, they couldn't mess with Tamar because of her attitude. I liked her music for what it was because mm-hmm. she can sing. Even Tony that said she could actually, she has more range than her, so mm-hmm. she can sing. I just. Like, you got to stop, girl. Why are you still out here? I know she probably having a moment. Like, she got a lot of shit going on with her. Mm. And... She may not have been about the food. Yeah, I, she she acts like this all the time. Apparently, this diva shit is not new for her. But I think she got other shit going on that's making it worse. Because I thought she was getting a little better. Mm. But I don't know, girl. Like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> Who I, I does just, it? I just, feel like, I just feel like somebody like Beyonce to me, whether you like her or not, her work ethic. Oh, makes I would me never. Feel like, I would never say anything bad about Beyonce's work ethic or her shows. Because th- that lady knows how to put on a show. Yeah, okay? but anytime you practicing and you perfecting so hard that you forget to eat, imagine what she do at Showtime. Bruh. she probably ain't eating forty eight hours, still putting on a show like she. I don't know the happiest woman in the world. Like that's that's crazy to me. And that's the crazy part. Like it, it's so wild to me because. It's like you had people back when we did this show a while ago. Robert Gillespie was talking about Lauren Hill, and she was like, "I met so many people." He said, "I met so many people in the industry, and that have done so much more and have been around for so much longer, and are so humble, and have done so much to help me and other artists." You haven't been around long enough to be acting like this. Mm-hmm. And now when she addressed it, she was like, "I've done plenty," and blah blah blah. But in actuality, why would you? Why are you acting like this? Mm-hmm. You got people who have mu- who are much bigger names, who don't behave who behave like they have home training, basically. Mm. Like, girl, really? You have you are contractually obligated. I'm sure there's a contract here mm-hmm. to finish this fucking show, and you I'm mad sorry. because you couldn't get your food. Super and it's the thing. Even if you didn't get clearance for your your homie or whatever, somebody who did have clearance yeah. could Good have enough. just went out there and got the food from her. But I'm sure she probably raised hell about that too. Could have went out there and got the food from her and brought it back to you so you could eat. Even if you came back a little late from intermission, you could have came back and played off and like, y'all, look, I'm sorry, my food ain't coming. I'm hungry. I've been up here for three hours or whatever. And they'd have been like, girl, we understand. But shoot, but here you go. I wonder how Snoop felt about it. Snoop probably don't give a shit. Snoop was back there and was smoking something and was just like, well, I guess she won't be in the next city. Smokes the best weed. I feel like Snoop's weed isn't in the U.S. I feel Probably like not. You can't get Snoop's weed. The only way to get Snoop's weed is through Snoop. <laughs> he got a special connect that grows it for him in like a tropical island. Or something. <laughs> like an island that's unknown, that's probably co-owned by Snoop. Nobody knows about it. Nobody knows it's, about it. It's somewhere on the map. It don't even have a little blip on the globe. We mm. don't even know about it. They just they just grow Snoop's weed. There. And you can only grow that weed there. <laughs> like, it can't be grown here. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna lie. The stuff in California ain't bad, but there's another <laughs> another podcast for another day. Right. So, <laughs> in my final story, in the what the fuck news of the week. Oh, shit. The little, what the little Duvall do? Oh, it's not little Duvall. <laughs> the band. <laughs> and I'm sorry, y'all. I completely forgot we were supposed to be. I think we'll wrap up uh, with a quick rundown of Anderson Pack's album because I completely, I wanted to do that before the B side, but mm-hmm. I definitely got to talk about this shit. Let's do it. So Enos does a show. 
where I don't know, and says the 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 band is gonna be reuniting on the seventeenth. That's tonight, you guys. We're recording this on the seventeenth, and uh, the band is somewhere performing. Wait for it mm-hmm. at the penthouse on Broad Street, which is inside of Charlie B's. Okay, wait. It's not all of them though, because he just said the band is going to be there. Like he made it sound like the whole band was going to be there, but mm-hmm. the T is it's not the whole band. It's him, Babs, and Dylan, Dylan, mm-hmm. Dylan, Dylan, and Dylan because he spit hot fire. What? I mean, I guess you, that fills all the rest of the spots. I, was say, I mean, is, is you going to show up to a show for maybe one hundred and fifty dollars? First of all, you're not paying for me to travel. Probably not because mm-hmm. this is a show. In fucking Logan. It's at like Broad and Windrum. That's where this is at. Okay. Even if you flew Spirit, you still ain't gonna make a problem. Bruh. Spirit. First of all, I flew Spirit. I'm gonna be so angry when I get off the plane. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing. I heard another show. Was it the Reed? And he was like, it's not gonna be authentic. I, I think it was Crystal that was like, it's not authentic mm-hmm. unless Enos and Fred get up there and fight and Babs is in the background screaming, let them fight. <laughs> Honestly. I have to agree <laughs> because I don't remember y'all songs enough to be I'm a bad boy this a bad boy that I don't even remember nothing after that like no it's not authentic unless one of them walk for <laughs> somebody gotta walk to somebody walk. gotta walk over to South Philly for a cheese thing right that's what they and happen. come that's back why they why they rapping uh, Parkside Killers by Schoolie D right like it gotta be some <laughs> the studio gotta get shut down <laughs> <laughs> the show the backstage area in the kitchen where y'all get ready at in Charlie B's that gotta get shut down right I don't this is the thing what <laughs> like first of all who's coming out did this generation even know about the band people who come out to see Enes gotta know about the band cause they know who Enes is but yeah but who's really I'm coming in- to see my hood I don't give a shit about the band no but here's my thing if you was an Enes fan back then are you not a grown behind man with a family by now? Maybe. That's probably not interested. <laughs> That's probably not interested in hearing that crap right now. Bruh, listen. If you still listen to Enus now, you why wouldn't you not? It's probably Enus show. He's just gonna bring them out Here's my for problem. one song everybody or some shit. How you gonna bring out them out for one song? You don't have everybody. Is Babs gonna rap everybody's part? You're you're taking for granted that. Niggas is actually going to show up. It's one thing to listen to it in your car. <laughs> you think a nigga going to get out of his house. He's probably in bed by 12. It's just going to be the people that's already in Charlie B's. Because yeah, you think, exactly. I didn't even realize. I went and looked at the address. And I was like, what is this? It's like what? a little sign that say the penthouse. And then I went and looked at somewhere else. Somewhere was like, they was like, the penthouse is inside of Charlie B's. I was like, inside of Charlie B's? Uh, oh, but then you also got you also got to consider this. It's not only free to get into Charlie B's. If they, uh, they charge in the cover to Charlie B's, it's a problem. Might, that's what I'm saying. In order for them to do a show, they're probably going to charge a fee. So the no regulars thanks. probably won't even show up. Bro, like, I'm not. On, you want me to do what? To pay, pay to see what? who? What, uh, what? <laughs> who's the nest? <laughs> Which is the old heads, the drunk. Yes. The oh, what about a, a bad, bad bunny? Get <laughs> 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 the fuck out of here. I ain't paying to see him. <laughs> who is that? Last time I saw her, she was a space jam. <laughs> the last, <laughs> them old heads gonna go walk right up the street, 
to the corner to another deli, bar another and bar get that fucking deli. liquor somewhere else. Exactly. And that's exactly what's going to happen. Dude. I think it gives me the impression, because they said it's inside, that it's like a whole different section. So, I don't know, bro. I've never been to Charlie B's at Broad, on Broad Street. So, um, um, I mean, listen. We stick to our Charlie I'm B's not, here in Uptown. I get it. I respect <laughs> it. Uh, RIP to my cousin. He was killed in, around that area. Oh, no. I'm no, no, no. Just got a shot him out. It's my guy. Hey, but, yeah. Um, I mean, Uptown is a wild place. Uh, even, like, Charlie B, that's the best <laughs> you could do. Like, that's if, what I was thinking. that's the best it's, you could do, why even do it? As soon as he said that, and he said the 100 that it was, I was like, 48-something. Bro, stress it. Ain't that up there? I, Because I, I was like, girls, high. Mm-hmm. Address is not that far off from it. Ain't, that. It ain't. So where is that at? I was like, is this in Logan? And it sure was, bro. Uh-huh. The very top. I was just like this. And the thing is, yeah, it's, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Matter of fact, I know exactly where it's at now. Across but from that big citizens' I bank. I respect the grind for a new artist, right? Mm-hmm. You're a new artist, you probably don't even have management. Whatever, bro. You've been rapping for twenty years, and the best you can do right now is Charlie B's. I'm just not sure. The move. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not. Listen, I try. Not, I try. Y'all know I try Ew. to champion everybody that puts in the work and that can, that just won't quit. I champion. I'm pretty sure we talked about this on a couple podcasts back. Like, because I don't want to make point. it seem like you want. You want. See, that's what I don't like. But you gotta know when it's when it's just it's over. Maybe this is not his full time thing. We don't know that. First of all, Nina, if I'm frustrated, <laughs> it's over. If I'm frustrated. I'm champion two chain. <laughs> Listen, leave Titty Boy alone. He put in his dues. That's what I'm saying. But see, obviously he had enough to be like, I'm gonna keep fighting for it. I feel like even two chains, if he had to do something at Charlie B's, he'd be like, nah, I ain't doing this shit. But that's the thing, I feel like it's not abnormal for local artists to do shit in their city. It's just for you to be like, I'm going to have a band reunion. You bringing other people in. Like, I understand Bears might be in New York. All she got to do is pay $10 to get them to Megabus. I don't know where the fuck Dylan coming from. It's, but what? It's, it's normal for you to do shows where the hood clubs is at, not the hood bars. And that's a big <laughs> Oh, you're right. You're right. That's a bar. Like, you Bruh, I dead ass saw footage of like Cisco in a bar with no stage. He just was arms length away from people. That was a couple years what ago. Kind of money? It's not <laughs> worth it. Stop it. People still doing it, bro. They got to survive somehow. Get everybody's not. Listen, everybody's not willing to pull the Jeffrey Owens and go get a job. It was somebody else you, who just said they went and got a job because they wasn't making no money. I think it was actually a rapper. If you're not making money, you got to support like, yourself somehow. That's what I'm saying. Like, yo, this and, this and this is where humility comes in. Exactly. Listen, it's okay to not make it because at least in my, look at it like this. If you eat ass, right, and you go get a job, oh, man, you used to rap. What happened? Look, that rap money, it, what, how hard can it be to say that rap money isn't what you think? It's not hard. But it's a thing. I feel like people don't want to give it up because they see other people still out here what they thinking is thriving. It's like, I never seen Freeway get a regular job, but Freeway's still out here doing shit. I was about to say, you don't see Freeway Freeway still got connections. (laughs) Freeway is signed to Rock Nation. So he's going he to get shows. He's still got connections. He's still doing festivals and shit. He's going to get... Freeway does shows international. That's a, it's just different levels to it. 
He may not sell a million records, but if you're doing shows overseas where they rock with hip hop, probably more than us. For real. Because they're going to buy the tickets over Cause here. Because my girl Cyrock is out there. She out in uh, fucking uh, Europe right now I on love, tour. I love, I love her. Hey, and man, I'm like, people out there buying tickets, I guess. You want to know what's crazy? That's how well they recouped. I believe that's how you recoup. I'm not Because the, the first album that flopped, he was saying on the first album, I get more love overseas than my own soil. And that's fine. I mean, well, he got family. He got actual family outside of here. Well, yeah, so true. they ain't going to buy his albums and support him regardless. But, like I said before, overseas, they have a more open mind on yeah, okay. a lot of their... So why can't you not get shows overseas? I don't know, bro. I don't know. I guess the band did not reach that far. Just saying. So they wasn't playing, making the band in other well, look, languages. And, and and if and if some and if his his crowd grows from this, and he somehow makes it from Charlie B's to the big stage, I will champion that man. But it just don't. It just looks very dim right now. Charlie B's. I don't know, bro. If you said Pinnacle, I, okay, he's still just, out here. I, he's still in the hood club. Pinnacle don't exist no more. Oh, it's no, something so else. I'm old. I'm we old. old. They all, it's always something else. But you know what I mean when I, I know, say Pinnacle. I know exactly what I, you I mean. know y'all kids don't know. It was, wasn't it transit for a while too? I don't know, bro. Is it still a bamboo bar here at least? No, I don't think so. God damn, I'm old as hell. We're old, bro. We don't know the names of the clubs, which y'all know what we're talking about. That strip on Spring Garden. That's the one that your mamas used to drop. Oh, well, Union off. Transfer. It's the old spaghetti warehouse is Union Transfer now. That's the place. Uh, so, I mean, they be having shows there. Like, um, Jay Electronica is coming. Shout out, first of all, shout out, Jay Electronica is coming here on, I believe, November 25th. And my cousin is performing in the show, Sid Sutra. Please hey. go check him out. Hey. We're going to champion your cousin for Shout out on. to him. We're going to champion him. See, that's a move. So, so no, 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 <laughs> please, so move. We move on because you getting angry at this because point. It was supposed to be the what the fuck we supposed to be, and you just mad. Because <laughs> our champion guys that don't quit, but not guys that don't know when to quit. That's like a nigga that got knocked out and still want to fight. Come on, stop! Like no, I'm not gonna let you kill yourself. Oh God! Whoa, well, nigga, just too arrogant to get a job. Oh, excuse me. If you hear me, I'm sleepy. So what we gonna do is we gonna do Could've this quick trucker. This Jesus. They we gonna do this. We no. We moving over to B side. We gonna do this quick right, rundown. Well, we gonna do this off off air because I still gotta get this out. We gonna do this quick rundown of uh, Mister Pat. Oh. Because I listened to the album. I heard so I heard quite a few mixed reviews where people were like they didn't like the new sound or they. They did like it. I I want you to understand. Innocent Peck has been out for six or seven years now. Mm -hmm. He started out as Breezy Lovejoy. Mm -hmm. And then he moved on and became Anderson Peck. Mm -hmm. I honestly, listening to this, it sounds more like an evolution of his sound. It doesn't sound like this is not something he would make. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. I feel like it had lots of different elements to it that I really liked. Um, and it did, like, I could listen to this and listen to Malibu or Venice and be like, all right, I can, this all, it all fits for me. But I, I could see why some people would be like, I'm not here for it. I honestly think some people are, are turning their nose up at it because they know Dr. Dre and some other big names had stuff to do with it, period. Mm -hmm. But I ain't liked it. That first song, Jeez. I was like, this is how you come into an album. That's what I'm. This is how you come into an album. 
he fighting the air. I was, I, I <laughs> He's was doing snapping right now. Because I was so proud. And the crazy thing, I don't see how you don't like this. Here's the thing. You might as well say, if you don't like this album, you might as well say from your favorite art, like RT, RT artists, you might as well just not like their albums. <laughs> like, listen to, whenever you hear that they're about to, about to drop an album, don't listen to the album, just keep listening to the mixtapes because you're never going to like it. Here's the thing, but Malibu to me was, um, I feel like in the same lane that there was a bunch of different elements, but it did have a different vibe to it. This album had a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, also, I'm kind of mad that Bubbling wasn't on there, but I guess listening to the layout of the album, it really wouldn't have went, no, to, no, it wouldn't no. have went with it. But y'all could at least put it in the bonus tracks, whatever. <laughs> but I appreciate the layout. His albums are always laid out like that, though. They always have something so, running theme in them. Right. Um, and I've been fucking with both for a minute, so I appreciate the, like, the evolution of it and how it still, it sounds, it does sound a little different, but it still sounds like him. It's just like something he would do. I feel like it sounds like evolution and it sounds like an album. People understand, like, and I know you understand it, but for those that don't, an album is not supposed to sound like a previous project. It's not it's supposed not. to sound like an LP or a mixtape. That's why I hate when people like, oh, people got the sophomore jinx and the sophomore album is never as good as the first one. The first, the second album, the second album, third album, fourth album, not supposed to be compared to the first album. No. It should be... It should sound authentic to you, but it doesn't have to sound like the one before that. Right. I, is, is it still good? Will you still listen to it over and over again? Will you listen to him play this at shows? Another thing. Listen here, Anderson. I know that you um you partial to the West Coast, mm-hmm. but um you bring your ass over here to the East Coast, <laughs> all right? I... I still yeah, haven't had a chance to see my man in concert. One time he came to Afro Punk, and of course it was a year I couldn't go. Mm. So, you didn't come back. Yeah. But, yeah. neither here nor there. Yeah. I, I love the album. I enjoyed it. The Chase, Six Summers, Sweet Chick. Mm. Uh, I'm not even going to forget about Tense. That's a radio joint. I'm not talking That's about. a radio song, yes. Uh, Joe with J. Cole. Loved it. I enjoyed the one with J. Cole. To be completely honest, because people was just like, oh, you know, Dr. Dre. I I enjoyed the one that I know he produced, the Who Are You, probably the least. It yeah. wasn't bad, but yeah. no, it just still, it yeah. yeah. I enjoyed that one. I enjoyed most of them. Um, and this is something I can listen to again. I'm going to listen to it again because I always have to give an album another listen before I can really be like, give you my actual thoughts. But my initial thoughts of this, I enjoyed it. It gave me, it put me in the mind of one of my, like, favorites stevie back in the day stevie yeah. wonder used to experiment with a lot of sounds on the same album mm-hmm. and that's what it, that's kind of where, where it put me in the mind of just like his other albums but this one i feel like it was amplified because but and that's why i loved it because it was a great experiment with the music but it wasn't all over the place yeah it, like, it that's, seems- that's where dr dre came in at I will say the only song and apparently this is not a song that's included in the regular tracks like there were it's a bonus mm-hmm. that last song the left to right song mm. i was just like all right oh, yeah. you know i didn't really need this no i really need it but, but cool you could have ended because apparently the regular album ends with cheers if you get the deluxe one it comes with the other two with sweet chick i like sweet chick um <laughs> i thought the end was, me. i thought that the end was funny yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah When the gangster chick Came back Yes in. Who the fuck is this I'm like oh, oh You were like her Girl calm down yeah. No I thought it was funny I know you did I was like oh okay Is it going off like this Alright 
Hey, you out here in these streets, you playing with people's hearts, you kind of deserve that. But I would say, I'm trying to work on a scale here, on a, I'll stream it once to a instant classic scale. I'll have it perfected in future episodes. I feel like this is a, uh, somewhere, it's not right below an instant classic to me, mm-hmm. but it's somewhere a little past the middle. I, I, I got it at an 8. I can give you that. That's I feel like that's right past the mm-hmm. the middle scale here. Yeah, if got, it's, I'll it. stream it once or it's an instant classic mm-hmm. and we got to find some stuff to be in the middle here. I give you, I can give it an 8. I'm going to have to... 8 and a half. I got a lot. I told you I had a lot of uh, hip-hop from the show to digest. I think I'm going to digest and live with this one the longest. Yeah. I thoroughly... Oh, you know, I listen. I fucks with Anderson Pack Heavy. So mm-hmm. whatever he put out, I listen to. And if it's not... The best I might not buy it, but no. I'll I'll go buy this album. Mm-hmm. I pay for Spotify every month, but I still go buy people's albums. I pay for Google and Apple, and I can't even tell a difference. I know I need to cut one off, but I just haven't yet. So I'm getting everybody's music. That's why. I, that's why I do that. <laughs> like I, you know, people get pennies on a dollar for streams. So right. I'll buy your album. Okay. I'll go to your shows if I like you enough. Like I'm low key salty that her came yesterday and it was sold out and I couldn't go. Uh, you don't like her? No, I love her, but every ratchet love her. And that's crazy. And that's the crazy part. It's so weird because she has such a, a crazy range of fans. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to let, uh, uh, we going to end it here. We're going to let it go because we almost, we're almost at an hour 45. Oh, my God. Man. But I appreciate y'all coming and kicking in with us. Uh, shout out to Spaces Philly, our production company. You always hit it at the top of the show. Uh, when I give you a little spiel before we start, but we got to give them the, their shout outs, give them their props, uh, and then uh, make sure you go over there, listen to their shows. Um, make sure you listen to uh, Left Brain's show. Got you. And make sure you listen to my lovely husband's podcast, Nerdgasm and No Gimmicks Needed. And, uh, you know, stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Yes, we will. All right. Turntables Crew is out. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.